sacrificate sacrificium justitiae et sperate in Domino. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear Reverend Father, dear faithful, these words come from Psalm 4. Offer the sacrifice of justice and hope in the Lord. They're words that we sing every time that we sing Sunday Compline. And they struck me particularly last night as we sung Compline in preparation for this feast. Offer the sacrifice of justice and hope in the Lord. It's a great summary of the life and the mindset of St. Joseph. He offered the sacrifice of justice. And for the rest, he simply hoped in God. God will provide. I will offer what is due. I will give to my neighbor and to God what is due to them. And God will provide the rest. I won't worry about it. I'll do all that I'm supposed to do. And God will take care of the rest. After all, he created the world. He can take care of little old me. If he can create the world, if he can create me, If he can hold the whole world in existence, then surely he can provide for me. He can provide what's needed for me. And so St. Joseph really, his whole life, was spent quite simply rendering to God the things that are God's and rendering to his fellow man the things that were due to them. Sacred Scripture sums up St. Joseph's life by saying he was a just man. Which means he gave to everyone what they deserved. And we are meant to imitate him. As we see in the collect of today's Mass, O God, creator of all things, you impose on men the law of work, grant in your goodness that by the example of St. Joseph and under his patronage, we may accomplish the work that you command us to do. And attain the reward that you have promised. God has commanded certain works of us. And we have to fulfill those works. We have to perform those duties. And St. Joseph is an example and a patron. Meaning he will intercede for us. In that task. We are called to justice. As St. Joseph was. If we look for even a moment at his life. We realize that. What made him so great is precisely that in every circumstance he gave to those around him what they deserved. What was due to them. He was a carpenter. Yes, he worked with his hands. That wasn't the only work he did. It wasn't even the most important work that he did. But he did it. And he did it well. And he did it from the heart. And he did it for God. If he made a commitment or a contract with someone, he fulfilled the contract. He didn't charge more than was owed. He was just. He paid a fair price for things. He asked a fair price for things. He worked the number of hours that he was committed to work. And this kind of mindset was something that spread over his whole life. He rendered to his spouse all that she deserved. He rendered to Our Lady all that she deserved. 
He provided for her. He protected her. He, provi- he gave her comfort. There was a union of hearts. He offered to, his, his, to our Lord, as, his, as our Lord's foster father, He offered to our Lord all that could be expected of Him there. And that's what we're asked to do as well. We know that it's not an easy thing. We know it's not an easy thing to give to everyone what they should be able to expect of us. And especially in our day, it's very easy for us to take on at least a little the spirit of the world, whereby if I can get ahead by a bit of a a little lie, a little deception, if I can get ahead, if I can compensate my efforts a little, then I will. Even if it means, and we leave this part unsaid, even if it means that it costs someone else something. If we somehow get ahead in our finances, for example, does that not normally mean that someone else is getting behind? And is that really the love of neighbor as ourselves? No. We have to be just. We live in a world that makes it look or sound as if injustices in what they consider little ways is just normal and fine. And it's not normal and fine. We've all had the experience where we, we go to a, a shopping center of some sort and they undercharge us. And we look and say, ah, I would pay this back. But you know, it's just so much effort. And I'm kind of embarrassed. And I don't really want to make this right. I mean, maybe God knew that I needed a little extra money. Well, sure, we'll blame it on Him even. But anyway, I'm a, little, I'm a little uncomfortable going back to the store and telling them that they undercharged me. Ah, oh, but if they overcharged you, would you have any trouble going back to that store and facing that embarrassment? We're attached to our goods. We like money. We like profit. We like a good deal. And it clouds our vision. And we complicate our lives. And it holds us back from God. It's not the way of St. Joseph. Or the employer who double pays us or whatever it might be. Pays us more than we worked. It's our duty to go back to them and say, you made a mistake. You overpaid me. I mean, if we're talking a a few pennies... No one would expect us to make a big deal of that. But if we're talking anything of a significant nature, if it's something that you would want, if if it was something where you would want someone to come to you, then clearly we have to go back the other way. We have to go to our employer, we have to go back to the store, whatever it might be, and take care of it. People make mistakes. Sometimes those mistakes are are in our favor, sometimes they're not. Our job is to be just. Oh, well, you know, I work so many hours that I'm never paid for. Okay, fine. But does that mean that we have a right to take advantage of someone else's mistake? 
Again, it's not the way of St. Joseph. And the way of a Catholic is not to walk the line all the time. Not to say, well, how far can I go before it's really a sin? How honest do I really have to be with Centerlink? Can I just get as much as I can out of this system? What would you answer? What would you wish you had answered to that question on the moment of your, of your death? There is no shortcut out of purgatory, my friends. And whatever advantage we take of the system here, unjustly, we will repay. We'll have to repay before we can enter heaven. People who walk the line all the time, they make for, a very, they make for themselves a very complicated and uncomfortable life because their conscience is not at peace and they make for an uncomfortable future after death whereas St. Joseph is the example he shows us how to live life simply but honestly others may take advantage that's not my problem I have to take care of how I look at the world I have to take care of how I interact with others. But that's only a starting point. And I would say that's not even the main lesson, although it is a big lesson. It's not even the main lesson that St. Joseph teaches. It's not our greatest difficulty. We do, at times, perhaps, struggle to be honest and forthright with our fellow man. We struggle to give them their due But even more, we struggle to give God His due in our life. Every work we perform, every action, every thought, every day is meant to be for God. It's meant to be offered to God. And St. Joseph lived that way. Everything he did, it's one of the reasons he's such a good, even on a visual level, he's such a good example. Everything he did from the time he got up in the morning to the time he went to, to bed at night. And even when he went to bed at night, he was in order to rest, to be able to do this again. Everything he did, he did for our Lord and for our Lady. He may have been working in the wood shop, but it was for them. He may have been interacting with the neighbor, but it was for God, for the love of God. Everything he did, he did for them. Work in itself is not sacred. Work in itself is not sacred. It's sacred if we do it from the heart, meaning if we do it for the love of God. If we do it for the love of God, it's sacred. If we do it because we enjoy it, if that's the only reason, or we do it because it's expected of us by those around us, that's a natural motive. It might make you progress in the, in the workplace on a natural level, but it does not have value before God. Work becomes valuable, truly valuable, when it's done for the right reason, when it's done from the heart, when it's done for the love of God. 
If you look at the epistle of today's Mass, whatsoever you do, do it from the heart as to the Lord and not to men. What does that mean? As to the Lord and not to men. I think it's answered in the last, the last sentence of the epistle. Serve ye the Lord Christ. Whatever you do, do it to our Lord. Do it for our Lord. Do it, do it as you would to our Lord. In other words, at home, when, it, when dealing with your spouse or with your children or with your parents, at the workplace, when dealing with your employer, or if you're the, if, if you're the employer, to your employees, all that you do, all the interaction you have with others, put God at the center of it. And when you serve your employer, for example, you obey him not because simply you want the pay, not because simply you want to keep the job, not because you're afraid of repercussions, not because you enjoy the work, and you might, and that's fine, but that's not the first reason. If you serve your employer, it should be because you see Christ in him. Oh, but Father, if you knew my employer, I know, he's not anything like Christ, is he? You have to see Christ in him. You have to do it, not because of, because you like this man or not, but because you love Christ. He may not even believe in Christ. But you can do it, you can do your duty because you love Christ and you see Christ in your superiors. All authority comes from God. They may be heavy handed in a way that Christ wouldn't be. Don't let it throw you off. Keep serving Christ. Do the best you can to fulfill what is expected of you. Try to please them and in that way try to please Christ. In the end, if the employer is not pleased, Christ will be That's the Catholic mindset of work. We do it all for the love of God. And that's why I say we have a hard time rendering to God what is due to Him. Because what is due to Him is that everything we do is for Him. That He has a part in every aspect of our life. Not just Sundays, not just our prayers, but every aspect of our life. St. Joseph is our example there. Offer the sacrifice of justice. And for the rest, hope in God. He will provide for you. Fifteen minutes. A fifteen minute sermon. As you know, shorter than I usually go. In honor of St. Joseph, who was a very quiet and discreet man. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.